Ladies and gentlemen, biatches of all ages, it's time to turn up your radios for the most entertaining and important podcast you've ever listened to in your entire life. No, I'm not talking about the Ralph Report. I'm talking about Bridget from the East Coast. I'm talking about Aaron from the West Coast. They are the bi-coastal biatches. Ladies, the stage is yours. What do you got for us this week? Uh, hey, guys. How the fuck are you, Aaron? <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, dare I say living the dream? Oh, ain't we fucking all? Ain't we fucking all? Remember <laughs> when, fucking hate it. Remember when we took a little break? Uh, our <laughs> listeners will, because we were missing for months. Because uh, we were like, God, the end of the year is so hard. Mm-hmm. So, start of the year is hard, too. <laughs> it fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. It really does. Oh my god, I can't deal with it. I got it. I'm going away with some of my friends this weekend. Just like a, just doing a weekend in a hotel this weekend, which is why we're recording uh, tonight. Um, but on top of which, at the end of the month, I go down to do my annual birthday visit to my father. So I leave on January 26th, and I come on, come back on January 31st. And, you know, I'm looking forward to because I'm always happy to see my parents, but I just it's I'm hoping it's warmer there than it is up here right now. I can tell you that shit. I looked it up today. It was fucking 12 degrees and there was wind chill, too. I didn't I didn't look to see what the wind chill factor was, but I know I was getting the warnings that it was going to be sub zero weather. I'm like, I'm in fucking Connecticut. I am not in the fucking North Pole. I'm too fucking old for this cold fucking weather too fucking old for it welcome to my life just like two weeks ago Mm. uh it was yeah it was like 15 between well i think it only ever got down to maybe 17 but it was very fucking cold here (laughs) for several days it snowed Mm -hmm. uh, which you know believe in global warming or don't but something's fucked up with our climate because portland statistically never gets snow and the last like five six years snow every year and we probably haven't seen our last winter storm but god yes snow is so beautiful to look at oh it's gorgeous it's absolutely gorgeous commuting and driving and just not being cold oh my god they it snowed last week up here and but before it snowed they had a ice storm or something or something like that anyway the, there were warnings out on Wednesday morning about icy conditions. Thank God I didn't have to go into the office that day or go travel anywhere. I literally locked myself up or no, not Wednesday, Tuesday on one of the highways going north. And if I still lived on Long Island, I would have been on this route. If I was going into the office, there was something like a 40 car pileup from the black ice. The videos that I saw, the pictures I saw of what went on was crazy. There was one video where everybody is at a dead stop. Just everybody's at a dead stop. And this tractor trailer, maybe a gust of wind touched it or something. And all of a sudden you hear the tractor trailer's horn going off as he just slides into the next lane and hits like three cars. It was insane it was absolutely fucking crazy and i'm like thank god i am at fucking home today thank the fucking lord well so right before christmas obviously abby was trying to die so that wasn't ideal then um i ended up working from home not just because of that but then the snow came so i was like 
I was in California for like <laughs> 28 years of my life or something. Can, or no, more. Fuck, like 30 something. I can't drive in this. And so I stayed at home. So then mm-hmm. I went back to work. And my, bo- my boss was like, hey, do you think you could come back? to the office at some point and i was like maybe and so i went in and uh, i was literally there for one day and mm-hmm. the next day i went home and i was working from home and she messaged me and said hey you know do you want to stay f- at home we've made the decision that with covid we're sending people back home for now because the cases in oregon are going back up mm-hmm. And all I keep thinking, I mean, that's great. It's fine. I get to work from home. I haven't really done anything with my hair or wearing worn real clothes in days. However, um, all I can think about is that that back to the future thing that I'm going to and my finally getting to meet Michael J. Fox and and Christopher Lloyd and stuff. I'm terrified they're going to cancel that because if COVID's getting so bad and like I planned my vaccine so that like my booster shot was like already in effect so I couldn't possibly make this person that I've been in love with since I was like five sick Mm -hmm. and I'm like man if I did all this fucking math and spent all this fucking money and I still don't get to meet Michael J. Fox I might I might lose my shit when is that scheduled for again (sighs) it's next Friday the 21st oof I know have you been keeping an eye on the, the website and stuff yeah everything still says it's a go I mean, nothing's really closing here. A lot mm-hmm. of offices are sending people home. A right. few restaurants have reduced capacity. But I feel like I wish it was this Friday mm-hmm. <laughs> because definitely nothing would be closed yet. But a whole other week away, it just seems, seems yeah. troubling. Yeah, well, they might be doing like that plexiglass thing that I saw some pictures at some other cons that they did to keep in between people, which I know is not what you want, but they did some cool things with it. So I mean, I just want to meet them and I'd prefer it not be behind plexiglass, but also Mm -hmm. I feel like with how much the ticket was to go to this special VIP Mm -hmm. thing. So I think there's only 45 people that get to actually like spend time and do the professional pictures mm-hmm. i would hope <laughs> that there was something better than when i was eight and i took a picture with the mgm lion and there was just this like super thick plexiglass between us <laughs> that that's all i can think of i know you've said that i know you said mm-hmm. there's some cool things they do but i can just remember being terrified as an eight-year-old in my first right. communion dress because that seemed appropriately fancy to wear to meet the mgm lion and so now when looking- they were sacrificing the virgin to the lion right. you were dressed in your virgin vir- virginal virginal wedding dress oh my god that's hard that's, that's hard. i wonder why uh it's been so long since either of us were virginal we just mm-hmm. don't know how to say it um but yeah, so I but I remember the terror because I was like, there's a lion behind me. But now adult Aaron's like, that was a sad, sick old lion that was dying. Yeah. But that's are they going to have the DeLorean in the picture? I think that's what you said, right? I think so. Yeah. 
So maybe they'll keep the the actors on one side of the DeLorean and maybe you'll be on the other side of it, but like close by because you have to be somewhat close for the picture. (laughs) I have to be allowed to speak to them because I'm in the in the. Yeah. You paid too much money group. (laughs) Um, Anyway, but so that's not my only bad news. My other bad news is I have been teasing my dad and my mom because they joke when we build puzzles because I'm a thousand Mm -hmm. that uh, that they have to get their puzzle glasses. Uh huh. (laughs) And today (laughs) I went to the optometrist and I got my prescription done because also i went to and by the way uh if pair.com wants to sponsor us please do i'm obsessed with their website they have super affordable glasses and so this is how this all started i got uh two pairs of glasses with polar bears on them a pair of glasses with the harley quinn like diamond pattern and little skulls Mm -hmm. uh pair of glasses with this like just like a mint glitter and they're all like a retro almost cat eye look and mm-hmm. i think i spent like 180 dollars they're little snap-on it's basically like the front has these really chill magnets that okay. change the look of your glasses so you can do whatever you want oh, that would be cool and so i got that and i was like what a great fucking value like i remember buying glasses when i was younger and i'd be like i really want these but they're like ralph lauren and they're 215 dollars and my benefit anyway so i paid out of pocket for those i got (laughs) another two pair at america's best when i did my Mm -hmm. exam today which i don't know if you have america's best out there with one with the cute little owl do you have that company no I don't think so. Ugh, there's this little like owl so. that's like mm-hmm. sitting outside talking to people about their glasses and stuff. And it's anyway. So I, I, I went and did that and I'm I'm doing the thing. She's like, better, worse, better, worse, better, worse. And I was like, it's about the same shit, honestly. And mm-hmm. my main problem is I have astigmatism. Right. So um, when I draw stuff, if I don't wear glasses, mm-hmm. it looks like uh, it was drawn <laughs> in one of those like... <laughs> Uh, old timey side of the road attractions where like the house is a vortex and everything's like <laughs> tilted or whatever. <laughs> and um, so anyway, so we did the whole thing and we're done. And she's like, your eyesight's really great. She's like, you're basically almost 2020 still. Mm-hmm. She said, I do think, you know, we're going to have to talk about progressive lenses. And I said, no. And she's like, well, you could have two pairs, but, mm-hmm. and I was like, here's the deal. I am not going to wear distance ones for anything other than like maybe a movie or like late night driving. And so if you're trying to bifocal me, there's no point. Just let's focus on the reading glasses and the, and the close up vision mm-hmm. that I need because that's what's most important to my drawing and reading books. So I so I bought two pairs because America's Best has like a thing where you get discounts if you buy multiple or whatever. So right. So now I have up close and far away glasses because I'm entered my forties and that means my body's starting to die. Well, when I entered my forties, I started buying progressive lenses. Now I am sort of the reverse of you because my close up vision is actually very good. It's my distance that's a problem. But the problem is, is because of the stigmatism, 
if I have my distance glasses on, my eyes can't focus to read stuff close up. So I can't without the progressives, I have to constantly take my eyeglasses off in order to read. And even with the progressives on, I have to get the um, whatever it is I'm reading at just the right distance. And it's it's a it's like fucking doing a, a, a math. Uh, problem and algebra, not algebra. What's the thing where like geometry or something yeah. like that to get it right? Sure. It's fucking crazy. It's ridiculous. Math, math is dumb, guys. Mm-hmm. But I, but yeah. So anyway, so I have literally uh, three pairs of glasses and then like four front change out frames mm-hmm. heading my That's way nice. in the next week or two. So that'll, I'll start accessorizing my face. Very um, nice. Yeah. I, I just didn't expect it. And and like I said, I mean, the lady put the thing for the like for the <laughs> close up right mm-hmm. in front of me like they do. And I could read it. Right. But w- her concern was that with the stigmatism, it would cause more damage to strain my other good eye. And I was like, right. Don't hurt my good eye. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it sucks. Getting old really fucking sucks. I'm so tired of it. Um, Speaking of people that got old or maybe could have gotten older and would have made all of America happy. Yeah. Did you hear that she, they think she had a stroke? No. And that's, yeah. So I, uh, by the time this actually airs, I think we'll know more and, and everyone will be like, God, get with it, girls. Where have you been for a week? <laughs> but uh, on the news this morning, um, I know GMA teased it and our local news teased it, too. But mm-hmm. they said that cause of death uh, may have mm-hmm. been that she suffered a stroke and they think it was about six days before she died. So all I can think about now is that, like, oh, my God, was she like alone and like so scared mm. or you know whether health healthcare people there best case scenario but i just i wish i didn't know i wish i just right. still thought she had fallen asleep and then mm. just didn't wake up but now i'm worried that her last like six days were terrifying the thing is is there are people who have the minor strokes my father's had a bunch of them and he does not know as they're happening and there's a specific oh. term for them I forget what the term is, um, but you don't know you've had one. Like my father went to the neurologist finally because half of his the side of his face was numb and he didn't know why. And so my mother's like, um, you, you really need to get to the doctor. So they went to the neurologist. They did the MRIs and stuff. They not, and they determined that he had had a couple of these minor strokes. And oh, by the way, you also have a brain tumor. <laughs> This is year. This is like 20 years ago. He's got a mengioma tumor, which is on the lining of the brain. Uh, their biggest concern is that it's near the optic nerve. So uh, they were afraid that if it was um, growing, it might damage his vision. But the thing is, is a mengioma tumor in the brain is almost always non-cancerous right? Benign. It's almost always benign. So it's one of those things, unless it's causing problems, they pretty much leave it alone because as the doctor says, it's brain surgery. You know, even if it's an easy brain surgery, it is still brain surgery. So for a long time, they monitored it it by giving regular MRIs, making sure he was seeing the ophthalmologist to make sure it wasn't affecting his vision. But then when they, he got the pacemaker and the, um, the the jumper thing like the jumper cables what's the the, the fucking thing the <laughs> what is it 
he would die if he heard me referring to mean, him as a jumper. Do you mean a pacemaker? Well, no, he's got the pacemaker, but he also has the other thing that they put in. What where the it- fuck is this? What? <laughs> yeah. Jumper cable thing. <laughs> So, like, he has something coming out of his body? No, it's not out of his body. It's in his body. It's so if his heart stops, it does, like, um, you know, like, when they put the paddles on you. <laughs> okay, by the way, guys, one of the symptoms of uh, of menopause is you forget things and you don't, you can't remember your words. So I'm really hoping that this is what it is and that I don't have a brain tumor. But there is a medical, there's a device that they put in your body that will restart your heart if it stops. Just like if you put the defibrillator, it's like an internal defibrillator. So, <laughs> yeah, jumper cables, they're getting his heart restarted. <laughs> Meanwhile, I accidentally gave my phone number to a crazy person related to someone lives in one of the houses that's like always working on their broken down cars mm-hmm. and he was so nice he's so sweet in fact he was gonna check out our show but mm-hmm. i like had no thought in my mind to not give a stranger my phone number the other day because he was like hey do you have uh could could i use your could we jump my car i have cables so when mm-hmm. you said jumper cables i was like oh that's right i gave a total stranger i'd never seen before in my life my phone number and then they saw me walk into my house so if i get murdered and if i don't get murdered he was super chill and really nice sweet guy um i looked up the it's thing an implantable defibrillator you can have either one you don't necessarily have to have both you can have either one but it like it, it jump starts your heart basically jump stop isn't there no that's kickstart my heart that's motley crew I don't want to sing. Oh, did you see the trailer for the the Pam and Tommy Lee thing for? Oh, I oh did. my fucking god! I did. Oh so my god! I was like so worried because I didn't have time to watch the Harry Potter thing, and we were supposed to talk about it. So by next mm-hmm. week, I will be done. But I forgot about that anyway. So. Um, good. I'm glad I reminded you then. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw that. Uh, Pam and Tommy thing and I was like I am all in plus I fucking think Lily James is just like that's Lily James right yeah I think she's like the cutest fucking little thing She wasn't she the one that was in um, she was in Downton Abbey and then she was also in that yes uh oh god what's it called pride prejudice and zombies zombies yeah something like Ugh. that yeah it's a terrible movie I could watch a thousand times it's yes. so bad it's awesome Yes, it is. And yeah. Matt Smith is in that. Yes, the that's true. Doctor. Yeah, I know who that is. And another <laughs> doctor whose name I can't think of right now was in a rom-com I watched once. Mm-hmm. He's like the pointier nose, like straight tenant. David Tennant, the Scott. He's a Scotsman. Yes. Yes. Was it the movie where he was like uh, um a writer on an island in yeah, Scotland. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's an adorable little movie. I've actually watched yeah. that a few times. I can't remember the name of it, but it is an adorable little movie. Yeah. I like I like it. Yeah. But yeah, oh my God, that Pam and Tommy Lee thing, which of course made me rewatch the Pam and Tommy Lee fucking, you know, home video. You know, I still have never seen their sex oh, what? tape. Oh, I'm going to send you the link. I find her at the height of her fame to be beautiful. And I think she's still pretty, but I think she's had like a, a little too much work done, but not in like a fun Dolly Parton way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And because Dolly Parton is perfect. Yes. Thank uh, God for Do- Dolly. I can love her. I bought her golden book. There's oh, a you? My Little Golden Book of Dolly Parton. I was also going to buy the Betty White one, but because she died, it's like $1,000. You Jesus, any, fuck that. Anything Golden Girls or Betty White related right now is at this like insane premium, which by the way, when all these fuckers get bored in like six months, I'll be able to buy the things I didn't have at a very low price. Probably you will. My friend got me this for Christmas. I don't know how well you'll be able oh, to see it, but it's a, like a, like it's like a little pouch thing yeah. and it's got the golden girls, but then in the friend's script in the friend's font, it says, Thank you for being. And then it says friends with the friends friends with the color thing. It's so cute. I I love it. Thank you, Jackie. Well, I just bought myself this (laughs) uh, squad goals. Oh, nice. uh, Which now has like a, I guess I'm wanting my whole squad to be dead connotation, which seems wrong. (laughs) And then I also, I, well, we were at this craft place after Mm -hmm. Christmas and all the gifty stuff was on sale. So that was on sale, which is good because it's basically the free cup you get at like a sporting event. With alcohol in it. And um, then I got a Golden Girls apron that's mm-hmm. almost big enough to fit Abby. But it's so cute. Mm-hmm. It's going to hang in my kitchen. Because when I cook, it's really more like, I guess I should put food in my face hole. Not like, gosh, I hope I don't get this beautiful dress dirty. <laughs> so. you, you mean you're not wearing your pearls and heels while you're cooking? I, uh, yeah, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not. That's not my life. I thought I wanted that life and I'll dress up real cute vintage to go out with friends. But Mm -hmm. at home, I generally want to be in as little clothing as possible for the temperature and Mm -hmm. definitely not shoes and certainly not jewelry. Oh, fuck no. No, I have my Apple watch on today because I've been trying to like watch my steps and stuff. And Uh I keep like shaking my wrist because I'm like, oh, it's so heavy. It's bothering me. Yeah, no, I I try to wear as little as possible for at home as well. I mean, the fucking bra does not go on. It really doesn't. There's just no fucking point in a bra. I'm still doing my like stretchy ass like sports Mm -hmm. bras. God damn. I just I don't like to have any like under tit clamminess. That's really all it is. Oh, you need the monostat chafing gel. Okay. If I get to a point where I have to rub moning, monostat under my titties, no, I no, might no. As it's well... not like the yeast stuff. It's a specific chafing right. gel made for it. It's fantastic. But I mean, sometimes I don't want my nipples grazing stuff. I mean, I don't no, have that piercings like you, but <laughs> I still like the other day I, when we recorded our last episode, mm-hmm. I was sitting here and I didn't have a bra that day. And I was like, my fucking nipples hurt so bad because. <laughs> The room that I moved my studio into Mm -hmm. has two massive windows. Mm -hmm. And so whatever temperature it is outside, uh, it gets very cold in here quickly. And also the the floor heater Mm -hmm. uh, is by my feet. So I have to remember to firmly plant them at a 90 degree angle because when I (laughs) kick them out, it's like the fires of Mordor (laughs) on my toe. Because I touch the hot, steamy metal. It's uh, it's pretty special. My life is... I mean, if, if I had known just what I described in the last, mm-hmm. like, 15, 20 minutes with you when I was a kid, I don't know if I would have tried harder or less hard. I, I just... Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm 
underwhelmed and overwhelmed at the same time. Yeah, yeah. My life's definitely not what I thought it would be. That's for damn fucking sure. Granted, there's a lot of really cool things that have happened that I never would have sure. anticipated. Sure. I either to the bi-coastal biatches, but, you know, I just, you know, it's uh, fucking dealing, living with the cat all the time in the cold weather. Jesus Christ, I should have been a fucking multimillionaire by now. With yeah, that servant, I mean, a pool boy. Maybe we should start like farting in glass jars or like oh my God. selling our underwear because... Oh this working God. for a living thing is it, bullshit. It's so such bullshit. It really is. I'm so done with it. I am so fucking done with it. Do you get, oh, by the way, not that anyone can see this, but maybe mm-hmm. I'll send a picture to Bridget to include in our little collage, mm-hmm. but I am drinking out of this bedazzled chalice that a uh, friend yes. of the show, Pertle, made me. This was Ooh. my like, don't move to Oregon gift. And then I was like, thanks for the cup. Bye. Bye. Of course, I also have Steve Ashton's shoes from mm-hmm. that one show, and I've only worn them once because they're like actual <laughs> like animal hair, or like se- even if they're simulated, it's like actual real hair that's been inserted, mm-hmm. and so I don't want to get them like too wet. But mm-hmm. I definitely, I definitely love them. They're in my closet in a prominent place, but it has to be a dry day for me to take them out. I bet dry and I would assume cool because you wouldn't want it too hot with those shoes either, I would think. No, and they're kind of not made for like walking. And when I do commute, I have to walk from the train to my office and back. There's some hill, mm-hmm. a little bit of an incline. Sorry for yawning. It's not you. It's it's my life. Um, <laughs> it's the glass of wine in that absolutely beautiful glass. It is. It's so pretty. And this is, by the way, I'm drinking because I am a high class lady. Andre Rosé Brut. Ooh. But I put in some, I have a non-alcoholic elderflower syrup that comes from Ikea. Oh. And uh, I put a little bit of that in and it takes the, the pinch off. Mostly because I, I drunk shopped again. So then I was like, why did I order these weird <laughs> cans of Rosé Brut? Who wants that? Well, speaking of drunk shopping, have you watched the new Sex in the City at all? <laughs> yeah, you have. Are you? I have crying? only seen like the first two. Mm-hmm. I am not caught up, but I mean, I saw the first first episode, so there's that. Okay, so are you crying because of the loss, or are you crying because it sucks? Oh, I will take whatever shitty version of them I can have. So it's not as good as the original series, obviously, like not really at all, but I just love seeing them on screen. And I don't think they're handling the Samantha departure exactly well. And, um, okay. Well, you know what? We'll give a good solid, you know, review of the season when it's over. Cause I'm sure I will continue to be, just whelmed. I won't be mm-hmm. over or under. I'll just be <laughs> whelmed by it, mm-hmm. is what I would say. Um, I I cried like a fucking bitch when uh Chris when Big died. Mm-hmm. But that said, um that was that was pre-accusations. Although I did message him. <laughs> my life is what did you do? Um I messaged him uh-huh. and I just said, Hey, I I Sorry that you're going through all of this. I said, mm-hmm. this is starting to feel a little bit like the crucible. Mm-hmm. 
And I am a two-time rape survivor, and I still would want the people that attacked me to have their due process mm-hmm. and have that presumed innocence until found guilty. And I'm mm-hmm. sorry that you're being denied that. Mm-hmm. And he didn't reply or anything. I didn't expect him to. But Instagram tells you if they've read it or not. So he uh-huh. he liked it. Nice. And I I just... That's my thing. I'm not mm-hmm. saying, like, don't believe the women. Obviously, believe the women. No one believed me, and it felt like shit. Right. But I didn't want anyone to just immediately cancel everything. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I just, I feel bad that, you know, he's not, he doesn't have any jobs anymore. Because <laughs> right. no one investigated. They just fire mm-hmm. first, and then they'll investigate. And they're not right. going to say, oh, cool, can we get you your jobs back on all these things you were doing? They're not. Right. Right. Because it's icky. The negative connotation's there. Mm-hmm. It's the same yeah. way, uh, I know you're not a sports person, but, like, my quarterback for the Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. was accused of assault twice. Right. But he was able to, you know get out of those charges because he had time to prove his innocence mm-hmm. and break apart the girl's stories with actual proof. We don't give people that now. That's not a thing. No. He would not be playing for the Steelers if this mm-hmm. was a, a current accusation. So I just, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that's, I, I just felt like I wanted to just give someone having a hard day an olive branch and mm-hmm. just be like, Hey, sorry, your life is hard. Yeah, I mean, from what I read, the, the rumors have been out there for a while, whatever. I, you know, I don't know the dude, I, but I do agree with you. You should get your due process before you're, you know, put, you know, if you're working a regular job, if you're working an office job, you can be put on suspension, you know, right. and that's and be put back once, you know, you go through the whole due process. That doesn't happen with these celebrities with no. these things. No. However, at the same time, we know there's celebrities who are as guilty as fuck, and that just makes them more fucking popular fuck those assholes <laughs> i could honestly i could see both sides that's why i didn't that's why i sent the message i could see both right. sides of this because mm-hmm. the women that accused him were the age i was the age when i was mm-hmm. walking around new york thinking god i hope while i'm here i run into him at a nightclub and he's drunk enough that we can pull mm-hmm. around that was like yeah like i was like i need him to be just slightly drunk so i'm hotter <laughs> but i'm a willing participant and mm-hmm. i know he's kind of into like young girls but at the same time i can see how yeah. he could have just been a little bit gross old man i can see both sides of the things but it's just is it it's a tough thing it's never not a tough thing that's no. that's the problem is that any kind of a he said she said environment until mm-hmm. you're bill cosby and there's like 100 people in a line with proof of Seriously. being drugged and shit yeah and then, those are just then you're the people just a bad dickhead like you're just <laughs> and those are worst. just a, and those are just the people willing to admit to it um no it, it's creepy when you got a guy you know a 40 year old guy going after an 18 year old or a, even a 17 year old right Right. Now, depending on which state you're in is whether it's the legal age and stuff like that. But even just say 18 years old, she's technically legal. It's fucking creepy as fuck, but it's legal. Is it morally right? Mm, I mean, iffy. like 22, 23 year old Aaron would have been like, 
there's grass on the field. Let's play the game. Exactly. I would have. And the other thing is, is I know when I was a teenager, I remember very specifically, I was in high school. We were working at this restaurant and there was three girls working there who were bus girls. And there was a bar and we were tight with the bartenders and stuff. One was 15. She was a year younger than me. I was 16 and another one was 17. Right. And I remember the bartender and he was very, very tough about uh, proofing people because he's like, I'm not going to fucking jail. Plus, there was a police station across the street. So, you know, they could have gotten him very easily, you know, and he's like, I was very he was very, very tough about proofing people. And he was talking to us one day before the, you know, the, the rush starts coming in. And he pointed to the 15 year old and he looks at her. He goes, I wouldn't bother to proof you until you opened your mouth. And then as soon as you opened your mouth, I would know you were underage. He points to my friend who's a year older than me, the 17 year old, and says, I would proof you because you look young. But if you're because of the way you speak and you present yourself, I would be doubting about whether or not you were of age. Then he points to me. He goes, I would never bother to proof you. And I was 16, drinking age at the time was 21. So I've always presented older as mature. So now if you're 18, 19 years old and you're like me and you're you know presenting five or six years older, you're now presenting at 24, 25. Like, you know, I can't say, you know, I blame that. I have the issue with non-consensual stuff, but, you know, when it's just strictly about an age thing, as long as they're legal. I don't like it. I don't see what you have. I mean, other than if you're just simply fucking the girl or fucking the guy, what do you have in common for a real relationship? Not that it doesn't happen. But, yeah, look you at, know, uh, what's her name? Uh, Catherine McPhee and whatever the fuck her husband's name is, because I oh, don't know. That jackass. Yeah. But they seem to genuinely have some sort of a, a connection and something in right. common. I guess maybe it's just music, but it, it <laughs> but can it happen. Is. Or yeah. Sarah Paulson and fuck, Holland Taylor. To, thank Holland you. Taylor. You always have to tell me her name. And I have been <laughs> in love with her since Bosom Buddies, and I still can't fucking remember her name. <laughs> um, I mean, that's that's a real May-December situation, yeah. but they just love each other so much. I don't yeah, know. So, like, does it make me yucky? Yes. But as long as they're legal and it's consensual, no problem. And I know at 16 years old, 15 years old, John Taylor from Duran Duran said, come here, baby. I don't give a fuck. I would have been there. I would have been I would have fucking written out the fake ID myself to make sure I got proofed and gotten through that. Because There's no way in hell I wouldn't have said yes to John Taylor. I mean, fuck, I would have done it with my uh, history teacher who was 26 when I was... 17 Mm -hmm. uh i'm still in contact with this person but he's super (laughs) religious so i doubt he listens to this show but i would have fucked the shit out of my history i still would he's Mm. not even like as hot surfer guy as he was but you put a 26 year old guy around a bunch of 17 18 year old juniors and seniors for history we're gonna think he's hot because he fucking is And the thing is, though, is, you know, you're talking about a 26 year old teacher would say a 17 year old. That's a nine year difference at 25 and 34. Nobody looks at it differently. No. But anyway, I am going to finish hate watching the new season of Sex in the City and then we can discuss it. So you're on a hate watch. Yes, I'm on a hate watch. 
and I'm, it's a disappointing and it's uh, it's a hate watch because I'm disappointed. Yeah. So that makes go it, through that. That makes it worse. I know it does. It really yeah. fucking does. I just don't know. I just you, don't know. You know what makes things better? Commercials. Oh, yeah. We don't have that yet. We're going to work <laughs> on that, though, guys. Be prepared. Okay. Next episode, we're going to actually, like, take breaks and be adults. But this we show- might sound professional. Let's not let's this let's under promise over deliver on that. No, we've got we have quite a few voicemails from our adoring Yay. fans. I want to say first, though, um, this the first one I'm going to play. I'm so sorry. Literally, Raul sent this in on the day we recorded on the second last time like minutes after we started recording. Oh, so I didn't see it. So I know that to those of you listening, you're going to be like, it's like two weeks after fucking new year's Eve, but this was just like a day and a little bit after. Aww. So I'm going to play Rouse first and then, um, yeah, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go on from there. Let's take Sounds a listen. Good. Hey, Bridget, Aaron, this is Raul. I want to say happy new year to everybody. Uh, I got there's stuff going on, so I'm just gonna say that. Bye. Isn't he sweet? Oh, he's so sweet. He really is. Such a nice guy. He's so supportive. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. It's okay. I mean, obviously, not literally, as we're thousands of miles apart. <laughs> um, he sends the cutest things to me, or they're like the funnest uh, things on Insta or whatever. He sent mm-hmm. me a comic book cover he found. It's a incredible hulk and it says the hulk versus the bi-coastal avengers plus bruce banner's fight for life and and he said lol bi-coastal avengers um i don't want to draw any more art for us but if someone else out there that listens to us wants to come up with our bi-coastal avengers comic book feel free but I'm on a backlog. I owe people art. Colin and uh, and uh, ZZ both yeah. uh, are past due. So yeah, it's a great piece. I love it. It's awesome. It really is. Yeah, this would be very cool. Would it be hard? I don't think I can put this in the the collage for the posting. Can I? Is that I like know. a trademark issue? Really? Like, if anybody's gonna fucking sue us, fucking. To us, please. I mean, get some free publicity out of it. I will say, I did have to cut. um, uh, As you know, I've been working with Aaron on uh, our (laughs) podcast, and uh, I had to start promoting that show out to things. Mm -hmm. When I signed the agreement initially for our show, Mm -hmm. um, Anchor was putting it everywhere for us. I didn't have to do as much work. Well, so then this time I did have to, I did have to go through it for A and E and I had to sign a disclosure with iTunes that basically said I own or paid for the shit I'm going to use. So I had to, um, and those of you hearing this now will have probably never noticed, but I had to cut like all the Betty white clips out of, 
our ah. episode. So I just have us talking about her and then okay. some of the like the things we read online mm-hmm. uh, because I was like, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> right. a minute. I'm not trying to get thrown off iTunes. Right. So I did. I took that out because I think our listeners would rather hear us <laughs> than, I think so. than not. I would think so. Oh, hmm. yeah. That's an interesting. And then again, it's the other part of it is, is yeah. And because I remember hearing this on some of the old um, Hollywood Babylon episodes yep. about like, you know, if you're only playing a short piece um, as like a news thing, you you can sort of get away with it because it's like part of fair usage. It's when you're doing larger bits and doing it for profit type of thing that it's more of an issue. But we're not going to fuck with the fucking Apple iTunes, you know, dictatorship because fuck them but also thank you apple itunes because like 80 percent of our listeners use apple itunes so we appreciate you very much sure sure we do jesus all right next voicemail Just kidding. No. <laughs> it is Todd, and Todd's voicemail is fine, but we hadn't heard a little bit of the <laughs> voicemail for a while, and I just thought we needed it. I thought we needed a little pick-me-up. Okay. All right. Here's here's uh, Tally Man Todd's actual voicemail with no tallies, because we haven't, as of yet, aired a episode for him to listen to. Mm. <laughs> Hello, ladies. So I'm doing this real quick while I'm on route, finishing up my last four stops because I guess I got your recording schedule all screwed up. So just wanted to say I don't have any tally numbers because tomorrow's episode hasn't been released yet, so I can't give you the numbers for that considering I'm sending this the day before that episode. So I guess I'll get caught up soon. But anyways, great episode, even though I haven't heard it. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. And always entertaining. I miss you, ladies. I'm glad you guys are back, and I look forward to tomorrow's episode and the one you're going to be putting this one on for the next week. So, anyways, hope you guys have a great 2022. Mine's starting off really fucked up. It's been a real dilemma this week, but I'll get into that at another time. With that being said, and five seconds left, this is Tally Man Todd out. See ya. Um, sorry. So I'm going to, I'm going to fix your voicemail as much as I can. So it may not sound this bad when it's in the episode, but I want our listeners to know that I think he might've been inside a giant air fryer or, uh, some sort of, uh, industrial equipment recording that because for us, it sounds Mm -hmm. terrifying. Yeah, it definitely sounds like he's got a jet engine going behind him or something like that. I know he's been, you know, he had, of course, the Christmas rush. But as he says now, this is the second part because it's the gift cards and the return rush. So, I mean, I saw some of what he's been doing. As always, I just I'm amazed at what they're able to do. Yeah. Well, hang hang in there, Todd, because guess what? 2022. It's shitty for everybody. That it is. And then we have we have one more voicemail. It's from our friend Colin. <laughs> Hello ladies. I thought I'd just give you a quick message to say Happy New Year. I hope you had a lovely holiday break. 
I've missed your iPad and can't wait to hear what you've been up to. Catch you soon. Bye. Thank you, Colin. That was wonderful and so sweet. Yeah, we've missed you guys, too. You know, it's we recorded last week, but obviously we haven't dropped that episode yet. You know, we're a little behind. We're still playing catch up because of year end. But, you know, I, I didn't realize until we recorded last week's episode how much I've missed doing these things. This is like I mean, because ultimately this started out as a way for Erin and I to keep in touch with each other and all of that, but it's a lot of fun and we get to vent and talk about the sick, twisted shit that we enjoy or the, you know, okay, pre okay for my shit. So not that there's much of that stuff, but it was so good to hear from you, Colin. And I hope you're doing well and I hope you're feeling well and that the new year's going pretty damn good for you because you fucking deserve it. Same. What she said. (laughs) I feel the same. Um, I just realized I forgot there was something else in the news that I was going to bring up. And by news, I mean my Instagram feed because I'm mm-hmm. secretly a 22-year-old girl in my brain. Um, have Do you follow Britney Spears on Instagram at all? Not that I'm aware of. I don't go on Instagram that often. I, I check, f- but not every way. Not every feel- day. I feel like we're heading back towards like shaved head eating Aww. things with a she keeps like dancing and by dancing I mean like a lot of the time she's just like swaying side to side like she's mm-hmm. not picking her feet up but she's doing the John Travolta <sighs> uh, Olivia Newton John Grease uh, walk thing they do coming mm-hmm. out of the fun house but like not right. walking just just mm-hmm. the hip and um, and then there were some basically nude photos on her Instagram where she was like holding her holding her little tits in her hand, and then there was like a some sort of a flower or something sticker over her like lady mm-hmm. bits, which I was like, we already all saw your fucking vagina like back in the early two thousands, so we all know what your vagina looks like, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, I don't know. There's it, there's some things. It's not. I'm not having the fun I had the first time. There's something right. sad about it. And then I started sending these posts to my mom. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Look at what's happening!" And then she couldn't stop watching. And then she showed them to my dad. And then my dad was like, "I don't understand. This is the opposite of sexy. Like, I'm not sure what I'm looking at, but I don't like it." Aww. And I just feel so bad. Like, I'm worried that, like, I don't know if it's this, like, fiance or other mm-hmm. friends or or she's just she just doesn't know how to take care of herself because she hasn't for so long. But the you know, when like friends of yours over the years, like maybe if they were like really drunk and went to bed with their makeup on and then they had that mm-hmm. like raccoon eye look. That's just like Thursday for her. Like she just always looks a little bit drunk or high and like she's trying to do some of her like old timey like uh slave for you, like mm-hmm. hands up, throwing her hair down, back up, mm-hmm. but like in a sad, slow way. Anyway, it's just I don't know. I wanted to alert our uh, viewers. Maybe someone could be like, oh, no, this is I heard a thing. It's 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 all like a joke. And then I'll feel better because right now I, I feel bad. Yeah, I doubt it's a joke because I think ultimately the problem with Brittany is she has mental health issues. 
And while I'm not a fan of the conservatorship that she was under, especially for the length of time and how the whole thing was handled, it doesn't necessarily mean it was wrong to have done it. You know, I think definitely some adjustments need to be made. Um, you know, and it's one of those things. And, you know, I've had some friends of mine who've gone through it and, you know, one of whom, you know, it, it was pretty bad for him. But, you know, he was under um, he was receiving psych meds and, you know, he was taking them regularly like the way he should and he was doing well. And then, you know, he decided to stop taking them. Because, you know, people told him stupid things that they had no business saying to him about being on psych meds. And after that, it just he went off the deep end and he has never been the same since. Never been the same since. Some people need that type of help. And the problem is, is you, you know, like my friend, he's been, you know, he's no conservatorship. There's nobody to force him to take these meds. And yet there's been, you know, different types of almost deaths for him because he doesn't do what he should be doing for his mental health. And I think that's where she is. She's that borderline in the sense that she needs the mental health to be addressed. She needs somebody to help her or almost force her to help her take those meds. But at the same time, does she need to be, have every aspect of her life controlled? Then again, even if she really in our opinion, needs to take those health, those psych meds, it's her body. Does she, you know, does she even, you know, do we have a right to say something? Well, and so we're just getting all kinds of personal with my medical health today. Uh, But (laughs) we've talked about (laughs) rape and eyeglasses. We're moving right on. No, um, I, I suffer from mental uh, health issues. I mean, we've, Mm -hmm. we've definitely talked about that before, but yes, there was a point in my life where my medicine was so stabilized and I was Mm -hmm. doing okay. And I was in a pretty committed relationship that I decided that I could control it and that I Mm -hmm. could come off my meds. And I did. And it was terrifying. And I didn't always have mental health issues. Mine came about, you know, when my thyroid came out. So that was like a whole thing in and of itself. Mm -hmm. But I had the idea of what I was supposed to be like before that. I didn't. I So I knew I could Mm -hmm. see myself going down this very scary slope very quickly. And I took myself to my therapist and I said, you know, Uh, Actually, I'm sorry. I took myself to my psychiatrist first Mm -hmm. and I said, hey, I stopped taking these and I clearly shouldn't have. And so we had to start over and it was it was a tough road because once you go Mm -hmm. off those, it takes the time to build them back up in your system again. And, you know, it is it is a scary thing. It is not in my nature to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes you need you know someone to hold your hand or help you and i just don't feel like she necessarily has someone that's helping to be a mental health advocate for her Mm -hmm. absolutely and like the other thing is is and this is what i used to say to my friend is your brain chemistry is off his brain chemistry was off the meds he was on was to bring it normal bring it to where it should be just like a, a diabetic takes insulin to get their sugar levels where they should be. And people judging that, you know, taking a psych med as being, you know, altering yourself. Yeah, you're altering your chemistry to be where it should be. Not about like making it making it something else entirely. 
And there's a stigma. There's like a real uh, stigmatism. Stigmatism? That sounds wrong. Stigma. Let's just say there's a real stigma. A real stigma. Sure. With um, (laughs) being honest with your doctor about how much you drink. Mm -hmm. Or if you smoke weed or whatever. Right. And, you know, I was fortunate enough. My psychiatrist was always really chill and I felt Mm -hmm. comfortable. But I know at one point the medicine I was on did not play well with alcohol. Mm -hmm. And I there was a night that my mom and dad were so scared. This was before I had moved closer to them. Mm-hmm. We were, they had called me to talk on the phone about God knows what. And I mm-hmm. it was having a rough time. It was post breakup. I was on these drugs that like I was supposed to only have maybe like a glass of wine or two a week because I couldn't handle alcohol. And uh, the idiot that had the second secret life out mm-hmm. of town and I had just broke up and I had had almost a whole bottle of wine at that point that night. Mm. Like I just sat around being sad a lot. And right. um and I, my words were slurring and I was kind of a hot mess. And honestly, it's kind of what some of her videos look like is like, Oof. maybe she is getting help, but maybe mm-hmm. she doesn't have someone or isn't capable herself of being 100% honest that she still right. wants to drink or still wants to smoke weed or whatever, because any of those things can interact with those medicines. And so if you're not 100% honest with your mental health professionals, mm-hmm. they can't give you the best cocktail. To absolutely move forward and when i'm not i mean <laughs> what's up all my doctors <laughs> know i drink and smoke weeds my <laughs> drugs don't interact right but i've been in that position and it was it was you know it, it looking back i'm like fuck i could have died like why wasn't <laughs> i worried but it right. was because i was sad and like my parents said something and my two other good friends megan and michelle mm-hmm. they had said something where they were like you're a little like slurry right now and i was like my says <laughs> my boyfriend had no girlfriend on time <laughs> but it wasn't and i figured it out and so mm-hmm. anyway uh, on behalf of both of us, even though you probably don't give any shits, I would like someone to help Brittany, and I would like her. I to would too. I would too, because she does need help. And I don't know if you saw before they started the conservatorship and stuff. Craig Ferguson had did the thing about Brittany where he apologized basically and acknowledged that, you know, yeah, he made jokes about her, but now he was realizing that she had a mental health issue, yeah. and you know. Like she needs some type of help, but it has to be coming from the right place. It has to. And, you know, her family, I think, was way too much about the money. It just it, it, and which you see for so often with these child actors who, you know, gain celebrity and gain, you know, all of the money that goes along with it and stuff. Yeah. She doesn't have the right people around her. And that's what's even worse to me. You know, if she at least had people around who seemed to be trying to help, it would make it easier. At the same time, from my own experience, when people are suffering, whether mental health issues or addiction issues of whatever substance we're talking about, they oftentimes will not allow the people to be around them who have their best interests at heart because you're not telling them what they want to hear. You're telling them what they need to hear. You want to isolate because the people that care about you the most are the ones that will be most honest. And so, yeah, I mean, I was I was a little island of me during the mm-hmm. time that I was probably not being responsible with my alcohol intake. Yeah. Um, 
And it was, it was fine. You know, if you're alone, no one can tell you that that's wrong, but it takes a village guys, not just to raise a kid, but to live your life. It really, really does. It really does. Did we talk about my colonoscopy that I went for? Did we talk about that last time? I don't know because I was a part of all of the like scheduling drama right. with you and, and we talked about it a lot. But I don't know if you told me about going and even if you did, I mean, I'm sure our people guy- are going to get stuck with yeah. it again. Yeah. So and the and what made me think about it is when you said it takes a village. So for those of you who've never done this, right, because like, you know, it's funny because Erin and I are so similar in so many ways and then so opposite in so many ways like i've been very very lucky and i want to knock on wood but it would probably fuck up the audio worse than i'm already probably (laughs) fucking it up but um i have been very lucky with my health and the only one other time in my life have i ever had to go under for something it was to get a tooth pulled when i was a little girl right so i've never been unconscious you know purposely put uh well i've been unconscious a few times but that's because you know i put a little i self-medicated a little too much there but um i've never been put under for a procedure before I, you know i've had no experience with that i've been lucky enough to never break I, I broke my toe we believe they wouldn't even bother to do x-rays right like so i've never had any broken bones watch what happens tomorrow i'll fall down a fucking set of stairs i'll break both arms both legs it, it's going to be a mess So I went for this colonoscopy that it's been a whole nightmare. But one of the things that they tell you when you're going is you have to have somebody to pick you up. And I'm like, well, why can't I just take an Uber home? And they're like, no, we need to send you home with somebody who's going to, you know, who knows you and it's going to keep an eye on you. And I'm like, holy shit. And I'm saying to myself, I'm up here in Connecticut. Thankfully, I have developed some friendships over the past couple of years that I've been here. But when I first moved up here, there was nobody up here that I could have asked for help. So now here I am having to get a colonoscopy. I now have to ask somebody for help, which like you, I sure as hell don't fucking want to do because I'm this strong, independent fucking woman, right? Fucking stubborn ass bitch who's not going to ask help from anybody because I can fucking do it all, right? So now I have to ask somebody for help. So now I got to ask somebody to pick me up for this fucking procedure. (laughs) So I go for this procedure, right? I really don't know what's going to happen or anything like that. I'm a little nervous, whatever, right? So they go through this whole spiel. I'm like, just don't lose my fucking glasses. Don't lose my glasses. Because if you lose my glasses, I can't fucking see. This is like, this was a big concern. Um. So, you know, they go through the whole thing. You know, everybody has been telling me about, oh, you're going to love the drugs that they put you under for. It's going to be great. It's going to be best sleep. You're going to fucking love it. The anesthesiologist comes in to talk to me. He's like, yes, I'm going to be your favorite person today. I'm like, yeah, that's what everybody tells me. So they bring me back in. They So I'm laying there. I don't even realize that they've started to administer the drugs for me. And I'm lying on my side and there's like a window, like in my eye direction. And all of a sudden I realize things are spinning and I'm like, um, the room is spinning. Is that because of the drugs? And all of a sudden I hear the whole room burst out laughing. They're like, yes, it is because of the drugs. I'm like, oh, okay. And next thing I know, I was waking up in recovery. So I felt very cheated because I didn't get the countdown that everybody tells you that you get the countdown for. Like I wanted my fucking countdown. Where's my fucking countdown? So anyway, I wake up and, um, 
they say to me, okay, we're going to call your friend to come and pick you up. Do you want him to come up to the room or do you want us to bring you down? I don't fucking care, whatever, right? And she starts laughing and I hear her turn to somebody else who's cracking up and she's laughing. She goes, she said she doesn't give a hoot if he comes up or not. <laughs> to pick her up. Like, I've never said I don't give a fucking hoot in my fucking life. <laughs> right. So I'm like, oh my God, this is so messed up. So I finally I get dressed, we leave, and I'm now in the car with my friend. And I'm like, and like I'm all happy like nonstop talking. And he is just laughing his ass off at me. And at one point I look at him, I go, oh, my God, I'm so fucking high. He looks at me, he goes, girl, you have no idea. He's like, your eyes are so fucking pinned right now. And I'm like, I don't remember the last time I was high. This isn't fair. It's been over 30 years. (laughs) Like, this is so fucking weird. And it was just so strange. But again, it's like, I mean, the the experience went fine. There were no problems. Thank God, you know. But again, the thing going back to the reason why this came up is it takes a village. What if I had just moved there and I had an emergency and I didn't know anybody who could easily come? Like my girlfriends on the island had been willing to come up and stuff like that. But, you know, it's a pain in the ass, you know, especially if they have, you know, the one who's going to do it. She said she was going to take the day off of work and all that. It's just, you know, but like you do need that village to help you out. And when you are on your own, it's much harder to do certain things, you know. People don't necessarily realize that, you know, even like just living life on its own, right? Like I think about it, I go through my work day, get all my stuff done. And then I got to come home and I got to cook. I got to clean up after I got to feed the cat. I want to relax. I got to throw out the garbage. I got to do the laundry. I got to do this. I got to go grocery shopping. I go here. I got to go. Everything is on you. Now, granted, I'm fucking lazy. So I've made as made as much of this as easy as possible by bringing people in to do things for me. Thank God I have that ability to do so, but it takes all that extra time, all of that extra energy to do those things. And it's frustrating. So all you people out there who have your single friends who live, especially if they're living alone, like offer them a hand occasionally you know, just show up and help them out occasionally because you don't realize it. They need your help too. So that's my fucking soapbox for today. I like it. I support this message. (laughs) Oh God. As we're sniffling like crazy here from this fucking cold weather. It's like hot, cold, hot, cold here. And by hot, cold, I mean, it's like either like 18 or like 54. And there's like, there's no rhyme or reason. Like the other day I left the house. I don't even remember where I was going. Went outside. Oh, I think I was just taking Abby P. And I was like, okay, I don't need a jacket. I can just run out here real quick. It'll be quick. And I was like, holy fuck shit. And it was like 30. Yeah. And I was like, um, the low yesterday was like 47. So you can see why I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's, bitch. Yeah. And uh, it's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it is what it is. So. Oh, did I tell you about the toy I got? The present I got from the Garmin <gasps> member? No, that's right. No, you were supposed to tell me about it because I was intrigued because it's made by someone that I don't hate mm-hmm. and I used to like a lot. Yes. 
So a few months ago, for those of you who listened to the Ralph report with the lovely Ralph Garman, he brought up and it was not during his sex use segment. I think it was just in the news. Well, he brought up the fact that Demi Lovato was now selling um, a personal pleasure product, shall we say. So it is called the Demi Wand, right? And it goes for somewhere around the $75 mark, I believe. So he was talking about it. I'm like, and I think it was during one of the nights where he does one of his live streams where the four-star members of the Patreon site can, you know, watch them record the next day's episode. And there's a chat room that goes on. And the reality is most of us pay attention to the chat room and not so much what's going on on the show. So he brings it up and apparently in the chat room, I made some crack about this has got to be a piece of crap. I would never buy myself a Demi Lovato sponsored, produced, designed toy. So somebody from the Garmy, and I won't tell, say who it is if they want to out themselves later, they're more than welcome to, said, if you give me your address, I will buy it for you. Now, I am not one to turn down a free sex toy <laughs> because these fuckers can be expensive. Usually you get what you pay for. Sometimes you don't, but usually you do. But I'm like, it's Demi Lovato. How fucking good can it be? Right. Well, I was going to do a whole unwrapping video and stuff like that, but I'm really just not that organized for it. So I think actually I ended up doing this like on New Year's. So it's a Demi. It's called the Demi one. It's neon green, though. It really looks more like yellow to me. And it's got very nice packaging. It's a nice black box. They give you really cool stickers with it. I'll, maybe I'll send you some of the stickers because I know you like stickers. Um, and it's cute, you know, charge your vibrator, close the orgasm gap, live, laugh, lube. Very important. Lube is very important. Stuff like that. Some cute little stickers. So then I'm opening this up and it comes in this really cool yellow little case. I'm like, oh, OK, so it's like a mini wand. I'm like, OK, I've had some miniature toys that have been very, very good. So I open it up and I and when I. Um, so I open it up and I'm like, oh, OK. And so I go to turn it on and it didn't come charged. And usually most of these toys will come at least somewhat charged. Right. So you can try them out right away. Right. I just was curious because we were doing uh, I was having a Zoom chat with a bunch of people on New Year's and we're like, oh, well, let's check this out. Right. So I go to turn it on. It's not turning on. I'm like, OK, this sucks. This is annoying. So now I got to wait for the sucker to charge. So it's this tiny little wand and it looks like your typical, you know, Hitachi wand type thing, except small and yellow. And then in the case, and this is the first time I've dealt with this because I was trying to charge it and I waited a while and nothing charged. There's two little metal dots on the inside, hmm. which is where you have to line up this little wand that is maybe three inches, four inches pushing it big. Right. So now you got to find the two little metal spots on the wand and lighten them up properly with the two little metal spots in the carrying case. Then you plug it into more uh, to to turn it on, and it and the package turns up like a bright yellow. Well, you know the light comes on on the inside. It's sort of cool looking. That's nice. Okay, so I get it charged. 
And then I'm alone. I'm like, okay, time to check the sucker out. Well, what a fucking disappointment slash not surprise. This thing I'm watching. First off, I'd been watching porn for like an hour already. I'd been flipping through different porn. So like I'm already ready to go. Like I know if a just something decent touches me. I'm fucking orgasming. It's not going to take much at this point to get me to go. Right. So I turned this thing on and it actually has seven different settings, seven or eight. I'm going to say seven, seven different settings. Fucking fantastic. Right. These, I literally had that sucker on the strongest setting squeezed between me. Like I couldn't get this thing any fucking tighter on me. I couldn't push any fucking and I am practically crying because it's not getting me close. Like I'm just like, I'm not at the edge, but I'm just below the edge and I can't get myself over to where I need to be like for 10 fucking minutes. Like this thing, I should have been done in like 10 seconds with the way I was at this point, fucking 10 minutes of this fucking wand on me at this highest thing. And it wouldn't go off. It would not go off. And I was so fucking frustrated. I'm like in tears because all I want to do is get off and I want to go to bed, but I need to get off. And I wanted a strong orgasm. I didn't want a little baby orgasm. I wanted a strong ass fucking orgasm. So now at this point, I am so frustrated. I now have to dig into my drawer, pull out the full size fucking Achiwan that I got to plug into the wall. That also I now have to pull out my sex blanket that I got, put it under me because I know what's going to happen. I literally flipped that thing on low and the, the old school Hitachi, your low is like 10 times stronger than the strongest of anything else. I think I had that near me for about three seconds and fucking Niagara Falls all over the fucking place. I have so many follow-up <laughs> questions. Uh, first of all, yes. when you say sex blanket, is that because you're too good for a towel or is this some magical, like, absorbent? It's a magical blanket. So, again, so I got to thank Ralph again for this one. He talked about it on one of the shows because, oh, they were ta- talking about period sex. And um, Eddie was complaining because of cleanup and stuff. And Ralph's yeah, like, no, you got to get this sex blanket. Right. And I'm like, what? So I was like, fuck it. Why not? Right. Because like with my Hitachi one, my old school, I will literally put a towel on top of a comforter, on top of a blanket, on top of a sheet and get all the way down to my fucking bottom sheet. And, you know, the, the bed cover thing. I will soak it entirely through. So I'm like, well, you know, Ralph's a fucking, you know, he, he fucks around. He fucked around a lot. He, he knows some stuff. I'm like, let me order it. I order it. I use it. And I put it on top of my comforter. Not one drop got through. Not one drop got through. This thing is fucking magic. The sex blanket. Oh my God. Also, some of them are my, I just, I did a quick Amazon, mm-hmm. just like deep dive. No, some, I'm going to give you the right one to get though. Some of them are marked as pee proof blankets. <laughs> yeah, no, but this one, I'm going to give you the specific brand. Cause it's really nice. It comes with its own little like carrying case and everything. 
very nice. Well, it's very I, discreet. I find during sex, <laughs> or just if it's it's a little bit of a little bit of me <laughs> time, because let's be real, I don't remember what a penis looks like. And no, <laughs> don't send me a dick pic, fuckers. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, it's it's been a minute since I've seen a dick in person, except for that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, um, for so I. I don't love the feel of terry cloth on my butt. It's warm. I gotta no. fold the towel in like three. So then I'm like, hey, do you mind if we fool around? Or to myself, like, hey, let me put down this sweet beach towel. <laughs> That's so sexy. <laughs> Nothing yes. so sexy like your vibrator wand, your beach towel, and your rose. Yeah, no, nothing. No, this blanket, it's very discreet. And it's like fucking magic, though. And I will send you the link. And if, you know, if people want, let me know. I'll put the fucking link out there, too. Ralph should actually get a fucking percentage of the sales of this shit. Fuck that. No, I should, because I'm the one talking about it. Fuck him. So, um, but like this thing, it's they do tell you that it will only go for a certain amount of like washings or something like that. There's like a limit to it, but like it's fucking worth it. Is that because it can't it it loses its like waterproofness or I think so. I think so, because there's two different materials and I don't remember the materials and I'd have to look it up now. And I feel like I should be able to look it up um, to figure out what the name of it is to get you the because I wasn't really planning on talking about the sex blanket. Um, No, it's definitely not that one. Um, Oh, here it is. It's called get the layer dot com. So um, it says, what is it? It says the soft side of layer is widely absorbent. It's typically you'll want to use that side against your skin. The waterproof side keeps it from soaking through and you can use the waterproof side for wax play. Oh, I didn't notice that part before. (laughs) So... (laughs) Here's Here's my favorite part of that. A, how excited you are. B, my mind immediately was like, oh, yeah, like when you're getting a wax at home. And then I was like, oh, sex wax. Yeah, that sounds hot on my very pasty white skin. Yeah. So, no, but it's really, really very cool. It's just like it. I really did not think this was going to be worth anything. Oh, my God. This woman's got a picture. She's got a she's surrounded by dildos while she's sitting on the blanket. Oh. <laughs> Where is this thing about the fucking wall? Why you have can only wear use it so many times? About maybe, um, oh, I'm divorced. Yeah, that doesn't help me. But anyway, it's really just very. It, it's amazing how absorbent it was. It really is, and it's a rump blanket. It's not huge. Doesn't take up your whole bed or anything like that. So, I mean, the only thing that I would say that would be problematic is you have to make sure you maintain yourself in this space. But it's a decent sized space. But you know, I would saying it's like a tiny sumo ring. It's a ring. It's a round blanket, but it's not going to cover your entire queen king size bed. Um. Okay. So if you're if you're jumping from side to side to the bed, you might have a bit of more of a problem. Oh, I, I barely, I, I, I'm lucky. I have a sliver. I never <laughs> get to masturbate alone because Abby can't be that far away from me. And <laughs> even if I uh, could uh, maybe get 
at least some of the bed, it's <laughs> not much because she's a five pound dog that takes up a 600 pound man's space somehow. Ooh, that's annoying. Yeah. That's annoying. I, I woke up this morning and my half my pillow was on my nightstand. I had knocked mm-hmm. my bottle of water off the, I had like a hydro flask on the nightstand. I had knocked that off and I was uh-huh. like teetering on the edge and she was like smack up against me. And then like seven eighths of the bed were empty. And I was like, <laughs> how is this happening to me right so now? So not fair. Yeah. So. It's 40 inches in diameter. Well, that's a decent size. Yeah. I feel um, like I'm if sorry. you can't hit 40 inches when you lady come that, You've got a bigger issue and you need like the the wrinkly piss right. sheets that kids get. Exactly. It, I'm sorry. It does say it's, it withstands up to 300 washings. Why did I think it was a smaller amount than that? I don't know. That's I mean, even the care instructions, no pre-wash, wash hot with light colors, dry medium, no fabric softener, only non-chlorine bleach if needed, warm iron if needed on fabric side. I'm sorry. Why the fuck would I ever need to iron a fucking sex blanket? Um, is it a light color? Why do I need bleach? Is that like you don't? No, is... they tell you not to. One side, the fabric side is black, and then the waterproof side is silver. Huh. Like a metallic silver. No, it I'm says just, it was weird to specifically say no bleach because in oh, my head maybe, I'm like maybe trying to get period looking blood to off or... no, maybe they're trying to um, disinfect. Yeah. To, what's that fucking word? Yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Not disinfect, but sterilize. Um, there you go. That word, sterilize it. But so here's my here's my say today in Bridget's toy box. Nay to the fucking demi wand. Yay to the get the layer sex blanket. Also, affordable sex toys can be quite fun as well i i will say i have on a whim one day when wish had first happened when when the wish app first came out i was like all of our electronics basically come from china anyway i'm gonna try one of their like 12 dollar including mm-hmm. shipping vibrators it is the most powerful wand. now i don't have like a hitachi because <laughs> i don't want to plug anything in mm-hmm. i just i I want to just have hands-free and waterproof life. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, well, not really hands-free. I just don't <laughs> want a cord. Meant cord-free. Yes. Um, I wake up tomorrow, I have no hands. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but so it came, and it was pink, and it was like three times the size of the Demi wand. Mm-hmm. And... It, that sucker would like vibrate the paint off a house and it nice. totally waterproof, totally like nice quality silicone, doesn't smell like chemicals or anything, It high quality. And then I have other ones from Amazon that are far more expensive that I was like, oh, I mean, it's really pretty. Yeah. Yeah. It's my story. But that's the thing is, is, you know. Typically, you get what you pay for, but not always. Right. Not always. Well, I mean, it probably, if that same vibrator, if I had bought that wand in the state, a stateside would have probably mm-hmm. been like 40 or 50 bucks. It's because I was buying it directly from China that it was so cheap. Oh, absolutely. 
Anyway, absolutely. That's... I mean, one of my favorite to- toys I had was a $20 silver bullet from the adult yeah. store that just it did everything. And it was just your basic cheap ass silver bullet. Little and button. It did its fucking job. Yeah, it was perfect. Came in a little bag. It was perfect. Did you have a little bag to keep it? In case you wanted it. No, like, I your- didn't have the bag. Oh, mine had a little bag and I could like put it in my purse, which I was like, mm. where am I really going that I can't like. I've, I've, if I'm in a, I don't masturbate on the go often, but if I'm in a masturbate on the go, I'm just going to like <laughs> manually stimulate myself because yes. it's just, it's too much effort. And I, and I don't want someone waiting to pee or mm-hmm. uh, if I'm at a restaurant, I, I don't want someone to hear the buzzing and be like, my girl's getting off. <laughs> If it's if I'm in a stealth mode on mm-hmm. the go, mm-hmm. I, God gave me hands that I hopefully wake up with tomorrow. Hopefully. Well, you could always put it in the bag to bring it when you're going out on your date that, you know, you may want to, you know, implement the use of your toy for some reason. If someone's that bad that I have to use the toy. Well, not that you have to, that you want to. In the dating stage, though, like you should be so turned on by a new person that you're like, I'm good. Just like a little bit the of toys like, are fun. No, toys are great. But I feel like when a relationship's new enough that I'm out and about on the town, mm-hmm. says the girl who doesn't remember what going on a date is like. <laughs> I'm still at the stage where I'm like, let's make out by your car until I'm so turned on that you have yes. to fuck me right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not in the market for like discreet toys for early dating. And then mm-hmm. once we've dated enough that I'm like, you can see my house. I don't think you're going to murder me. I can just open <laughs> the drawer and be like, here's what we have. <laughs> Take your pick as I open my giant. Yeah, no, you have a lot more than I do, to be sure. To be sure. I have just like a small little section in a bedside drawer. It's like a little. Yeah. Anyway. So again, I'm going to say thank you to the Garmy member who bought this for me. Um, I do appreciate the thought. Who knows? Maybe one day it might work, right? Maybe I was just in the wrong state of mind because I will give it a try again because, you know, I'm not a quitter. But, you know, why the hell not? Sorry for that noise. I'll edit That's that in okay. post. Um, oh, and it's so cute. I'm sorry. I forgot to mention they sent this little postcard here. And it says, your self-love journey begins here. I'm so damn excited for you. Oh, my love, Demi Lovato. I mean, she's super cute. And she did used to cut herself. And I'm glad she has an outlet to, like, make money and still sing Mm -hmm. songs. And I'm just not going to buy her vibrator. Yeah. Thank you to the Garmy member, though, who did. Thank you to all of our listeners and all of our friends and family members and Tom and Janet, if you're listening, I fucking told you not to. But (laughs) other than that, I just you guys have really just been really incredible. And 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 the friends I've made from this show uh, and the people we've met since we started this has just been really, really incredible. So that's my thank you and my bright, bright spot. My good news at the end of a podcast about shitty things. I mean, not period shits, but there's time. We could still have. I mean, we did talk about my colonoscopy. We did. I actually uh, I had period shits earlier in the week. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm sorry. 
I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> I don't like to encourage the period shit talk. Yeah, so I think I think we're good. So with that, if you want to hit us up, you can find us on Twitter at bicoastal b i o t c one, which is just it's just easier search bicoastal biatches. There is the Facebook group for bicoastal biatches. Um, Instagram, we are bicoastal biatches. Gmail, bicoastal biatches at gmail.com. How else can they hit us up? Can they leave a voicemail? How do they leave a voicemail? Yeah, you can leave a voicemail on Anchor. You can leave up to a one minute voicemail. Or if uh, you are one of our more verbose listeners and you think it's going to be more than a minute, then you can send us a voice message via email as well. Just record something, send it over that way. I can upload the file or you can reach out to us on social media. I am at T-O-A-O Turtle. That is the one and only Turtle. (laughs) What about you? I am Bridget F-A at Twitter.com. So we'll keep talking if you'll keep listening. Bye. Here they are, just two bikers of girls, living life in a podcaster.